Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, November 30th. Oh, the last November. Or, well, not the last. What? Oh, that sounded so <laughs> what, bad. What have you heard? And it also sounds like a movie title, but no, the last day of November. And we'll be chatting about movies that we are screening the week of Friday, December 3rd. It's been busy around here. And I guess it's already December when people hear this. Yes. So, yeah, we're right in the swing of things, I guess. It's been weird. We had... A couple of movies not do so well lately. <laughs> not naming names. Not naming names. And I was working the other day, and we had a one-person matinee. Although that's cool in a way, because we've still never had a zero-person, I believe. Yeah, I always just try to look at that where, well, this person gets to tell a story now. Yeah. And it doesn't happen often. And then often it'll counter where the next time there'll be 50 people, where it's Mm -hmm. just luck of the draw, where nobody came that day. But to counter it, we've just been packed with rentals, which are really good for us because when we have a rental, we're not paying a distributor for that time frame. It may mean a little bit less movies to book because our days are filled. Mm -hmm. And so I was sad about a couple movies not doing so well. But then this weekend, we had two really good days on Friday and Saturday. And then it was just busy because Saturday was Polar Express. Oh, geez. I forgot about that. And then Sunday was the Church Inn, who are lovely folks. And then a rental for a filmmaker doing a private screening for some big shots. And he was very nice and just very enthused to be on the screen at the Mayfair. And he was from Montreal and he knew about the Mayfair. And so that just kind of boosts your ego a bit Mm -hmm. when you have... A bad week when you have some nice folks coming in and polar express was not sold out as it would have been in the before times hmm. but it was two screenings one was like 118 and one was like 170 the later wow. show did better which i thought was interesting huh. but it was very nice all these little cute kids in masks everybody <laughs> participating everybody doing their best in these weird times a number of people saying, oh, that was my first movie, like little kids. That was my first movie and that kind of thing. So that's oh. always fun. And you were like, oh, you could have done a lot better than this crap. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Josh, no. Are you okay? It's also sad that when you said kids in masks, I pictured like a Spider-Man mask or an oh, Iron right, Man. And yeah. I was like, right, the pandemic, <laughs> of course. People always ask about that. And yes, we do rent the cinema and we encourage it because it's good for our bank account. And whether you're doing a corporate event or getting married. Hey, what's happening here? Did this turn into an ad for the Mayfair? No, but my favorite corporate event is once a year or twice a year, a medical group comes in. Okay. And with no offense to them, and I'm sure they would concur, it's the most boring, (laughs) like PowerPoint presentation, big brained thing. But it's more fun for them to come in here Mm -hmm. into a lovely old timey cinema than an office yeah the marriott boardroom or something. yeah 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 so yeah so it was just on my mind because we've been so busy with rentals and it clicks in where we'll maybe talk more about this later but we only have three movies this week which i think is the first time in my memory that that has happened but the reason is is because we have so many rentals mm-hmm. and so i don't mind that because i always miss movies here because i can't come see four or five movies a week yeah but when we have three, I'm like, ooh, I can probably do two out of three of those. 
Yeah, and it was interesting because, well, I guess he's been doing it over the last week or two and next week, but Lee's been doing some filming here. It was interesting because he had, I was here yesterday helping with that, and the cutoff was like five, and it was like, it wasn't like shooting wherever we happen to be cutoff, a loose cutoff, you know? This was, there are people, there will be customers coming to the theater cutoff. Right. So it was pretty interesting to like sort of keep an eye on the time and like, and I thought about that. I was like, it's cool to have the ability, you know, just like you could do if you were doing a thing or whatever with, right. that you could do here before hours, after hours, whatever. I, that's a cool thing to have but you're also playing with the like scales of it and you're like okay so we don't have a three o'clock show or whatever but that might have been like i was thinking about that with your in terms of doing the scheduling and figuring out what you're booking and it's like is it one less movie because you have one less day so lee said for the upcoming week he almost booked a retro movie that just would have been two nights essentially mm -hmm. but instead for the first time in a long time we have one of the films back to back which mm. we don't usually do. Interesting. So a matinee and then a 6.30 show. So that's kind of cool. But it's such a complicated game. Recently, somebody said on Twitter or wherever, please book licorice pizza. <laughs> and it gets a little frustrating, full disclosure, because it's nice to hear people want to see something, but we are movie geeks too. And just trust in us that we know there's a new Wes Anderson movie coming. Mm -hmm. We know there's a new Guillermo del Toro movie coming. We know there's a new P.T. Anderson movie coming, and we will try our best to get it. If it's something really obscure, yeah. then for sure let us know. But if it's something that just won awards at <laughs> Cannes or is an Oscar favorite or is by Steven Spielberg, uh, yeah, we're going to try to get it. Yeah, we keep our uh, ears to the ground for things like this, and especially like if you've heard of the director, we'll probably be trying to get it, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and when you request the new Nick Cage movie, <laughs> I'm like, how dare you? It's true. <laughs> Me specifically, not just the random yeah. person. I mean, I don't think we have another one of those till March, too. So it's like, I'm done for the year, I guess. I wish it was a viable thing to screen... He did a movie that was kind of like, it's a wonderful, lifey kind of thing. Oh, yeah, The Family Man. The Family Man. 2005, I think. That'd be nice if that would draw a crowd. We could be like, it's a Nick Cage Christmas movie, right? I, th I think it might be Disney. Oh, probably. I can't. I think it's Touchstone. I don't know. I could be wrong. It'd be amazing if I'm right, though. Like, I what, just, what a deep pull. I just broke the news to Marcus. We were chatting with our projectionist slash techie guy, Marcus, as we were walking in, which is a shame because Marcus is too shy to be on the podcast. <laughs> and yet you and I just had a lovely 10-minute conversation with him that would have made great podcast material yeah so i'm always like you got to trick him and just be like here sit in this chair pay no attention to this thing in front of your face everything's fine it was good i mean except when he dropped a couple super swears but he wouldn't have done that on the podcast <laughs> but i broke the news to him that we're not getting die hard man which i don't think has officially hit social media but a couple people have asked and yeah. i've just responded it doesn't look promising but did I talk about this already? Uh, I don't. I mean, sort of. Yeah, we kind of talked about it last time. That, so long, long story short is Disney distribution is weird. And they put forward the proposal to us. And I think every cinema like us in North America that we can screen Die Hard only if we are a rep cinema that does not show new films, which I countered with. Is there such a thing? Maybe yeah. there's some New York or LA cinema that is purely vintage, retro. So anyhow, it's just not a great trade-off because we love screening Die Hard, but that would mean we couldn't screen the new Spielberg movie, Guillermo del Toro, Wes Anderson, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, all those great people we just mentioned a few minutes ago, basically. Yeah, so that's where we're at. We're still screening a bunch of other cool stuff to fill in the blanks. 
We've booked Scrooged, which we haven't screened for a few years. Gremlins is back. And It's a Wonderful Life is back for its 75th anniversary. Man. And we might have something else in there, but there you go. Does that mean we definitely do and you're being coy or you don't know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it looks like Family Man is universal. Oh, we maybe like we'll them. scream Family Man. Hey, there you go. Not that I was looking that up, but I, also it was 2000, not 2005. So I'm just oh my God. striking out. And that's Christmas, right? I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's a, basically a, it's a wonderful life pretty yeah. much with Nick Cage, who definitely has some Jimmy Stewart-esque elements to him. So. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe look at you know. No, I liked it. It's a That's little so crazy. It just might work, right? Like it, it's a fun movie. People love Cage. People love Christmas. Well, some people love Christmas. <laughs> well, we're in the holiday season officially now, which I shamefully only know because I retweeted some movie nerd site had a picture of Godzilla, of Jewish Godzilla, and I was like, wow, that's early this year because I remember. I think last year it overlapped with Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and I, I should know when it starts. Yeah, aren't you in the heat of it now? I am. Well, here's the funny thing. I saw on Twitter, like, that's the thing. I have a couple of Jewish follows, so I get a tip off, you know, in advance. And so one of them, had I did see something involving that. And I think also, like, a Facebook memories, of, like, me being like, oh, Hanukkah. And so I'm like, okay, I got to check because it's got to be soon. And it turns out that was the first day. Right. About within an hour, my wife was like, oh, do you know that Hanukkah starts today? And I was like, yes, of course. And I was like, Shana Tova. And she was like, happy new year. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, happy new year is what I meant to say. And I'm like, so I'm not, I'm not there yet. And know? then you just like. Wrap up a can of spaghetti sauce and oh, be God. like, "Happy first day of Hanukkah." I don't know how that's supposed to work? Because I'm like, because she gets Christmas presents at my family's place. Well, not last year, but you know, but if I, I've never. I think the first year maybe I gave her like eight gifts or was something like that. I don't, but it's like, come on, this is too confusing. Aren't you supposed to do that? Isn't it like Probably. seven little presents and then like a Nintendo? Uh, yeah, I think that's about right. And like, what's funny is she was sort of like. Oh, you know, I was like, I'm a little bummed that we don't do more for Hanukkah or whatever. And I was, I was just like, is that on me? I mean, I don't care. What, I'll do more. Like, get but the I'm candles. Like, you got to get the menorah going. Yeah, like gotta... I'm, I'm Mr. Christmas. I'm Mr. Halloween, but I pretend to be Mr. Christmas. And you're Madame Hanukkah or whatever. You know, so I'm like, I'll go with whatever. But I'm like, am I planning out things? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> so you can watch all those Hanukkah classic films, uh, like, like the Hebrew <laughs> Hammer, <laughs> like Hebrew Hammer <laughs> and Eight Crazy Nights. And, you know, there's probably a third one. It's really the horrible thing, because for an industry with a lot of Jewish folks in it, I watched this great documentary about how every Christmas song in the 20th century was written by a Jewish yeah. performer. And much of it listened by horrible Christian people who didn't like Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And you're like, they wrote all your cool songs. Yeah, it's the, the whole thing is just whatever. Like, I, I, it's not that different than Christmas in some ways, which I'm probably, I don't know, you're probably not supposed to say that. But just in terms of like, it's family getting together and you're having a big meal and you're thankful for each other and you're, there's yeah. gifts involved. You know, it's, it's essentially the same. And again, I feel like, uh, you know, that's not cool to say, but you know what I mean. Well, when you're a dumb Christmas kid... <laughs> You have in your mind that those eight nights are like, night one, I'm getting Castle Grayskull. Yeah. Night two, Ooh. I'm getting an AT-AT. Night three, I'm getting a Nintendo. You're naming all the best stuff. Literally, Lee and I <laughs> talked about both those things, not the Nintendo yesterday, but I was like, I mean, he got a new Lego AT-AT thing, Whoa. and I was talking about Castle Grayskull, and he's like, oh, they re-released that. And I was like, no, I know. I'm just saying I'm uh, maybe not. Yeah. I shouldn't be buying a $90 Castle Grayskull for <laughs> yeah. myself. But I think what it more likely is is... The first seven days leading up are the stocking days. Yeah. And that's when you might be getting 
an action figure or a pair of socks. Or maybe a CD, you know? I don't yeah. Know. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's, I'm a decade behind on that, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, still. an 8-track. Yeah, yeah, an iTunes gift card, I guess. Is that? And then the last day I'd imagine would be the kicker. You get, yeah. that's the payoff day. Oh, man, oh, it'd be so funny if you got a couple Nintendo games and you're like, oh, man, that final day is oh, going to be a coming. Nintendo. And then it's like a sweater. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. When you're a dumb Christmas kid, that's the fantasy. You're like, wow, Jewish people get Christmas for eight days. They get eight Nintendos. Eight I can't Nintendos, even believe just it. stack them. Yeah, we never, yeah, I think I did, the first year we were dating, I got her like a couple of small things and it was like, I don't know, like, well, this is going to sound really dumb, but I got her like a bag of marshmallows because she likes the <laughs> smell of marshmallows, but doesn't eat marshmallows. What? So, yeah, because of the, oh, well, she's not Wait, v- is she vegan? vegan? Uh, no, but that's a good question. She's vegetarian. So I guess it was like the um, there's gluten. No, I was the gonna animal. say there's gluten in it. There's gelatin in it. Yeah, that's the ticket. So she yeah. doesn't eat gelatin, and so like, I can't even. It made sense at the time. I, I bought her like a bag of marshmallows to smell. Why the <laughs> hell did I do that? And but I also got her a marshmallow spray. Like I don't know, a mist, like a perfume. I guess there's marshmallow perfume. There is, and that, like I got that for her, and I don't think she ever used it. And it was really more of a like symbolic thing, but that's awesome. I th- I, I might have even been this shoppers that I got it from. To I be remember. Something about people enjoy the smell of food more than gross perfume smell. Hmm. So they have perfume that smells like pecan pie or chocolate chip cookies because that cliche of walking through a mall and somebody like hits you with something. (laughs) That happened to me once walking through the bay years ago. And all of a sudden you're hit by this smoke bomb of perfume and got it on you for the next seven days. Yeah, that's not, it's right by the entrance too, but not right at the entrance. You're sort of confused and you're like, okay, where am I going? And they're like, oh, (laughs) bam, like they got you. Yeah, they crop dust you and you're just not ready. I would never be ready though, to be honest. I don't like that stuff. Like I've never, deodorant's good for me. I don't know. I'm not getting into these fancy Tom Ford type stuff. Did you get any Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals? Oh, I did, actually. I'm just such a sucker for this. I'm always like, ah, I'm not getting anything. I'm not going to be doing that, you know? And then something comes up. And so the one was the jacket that I have, which I love, but it was, you know, it's starting to, it's getting a little worn, you know, it's still good, but it's starting to get a little worn. And so I was like, oh man, I should maybe keep an eye open for a winter jacket. And I've never really bought a winter jacket from Canada for Canadian winters. I've just got, I mean, the last two jackets I got were off Amazon from Japan. And not that they can't make warm clothing or anything like that, but just, I haven't gotten something heavy duty. I was just had that in my head and the internet knows, obviously. And so it was Eddie Bauer's like, hey, we got, uh, you you like $320 jacket for $129? And I was like... That's, uh, that feels good. Like up to minus 35, it claims. So yeah, I pulled the trigger on that one. But more importantly, Legion M was having a shirt sale. So they had Mandy shirts that were normally 25 for 12. What a deal. And the funny thing about that is that two days prior to that sale, I had shown you the shirt even like oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And I, I bought it for 25 because I was like, all right, cool. Boo. And literally two days later, they were like, same shirt, 12 bucks. And I was like, oh my God. And so I emailed them and I was like, listen, I know you're going to get this same email as many times today. <laughs> I know this isn't cool, but is there any chance I could like cancel, quote unquote, and then reorder? And then in exchange for that, I'll order a couple more shirts and maybe, right. maybe a Funko Pop, you know? And they were like super, but it was a one day sale for the $12 thing. So I'm like sweating bullets. Like I'm getting near yeah. the end of the day. I haven't heard back. And I was like, because I was probably going to put it in another order anyway. I was like, damn it, $12 shirts. And so they got back to me just aggressively nice. They're like, absolutely, no problem at all. You know, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And I'm like, well, Thanksgiving was a month and a half ago. but a Dummies. <laughs> yeah, so totally cool. And then I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just surprised by real nice customer service when they could just be like, screw you, you're already paid. I find small business, especially small business nerd companies, mm-hmm. 
And it's the same with us here at the Mayfair. We just are nice to people and the karma pays off. And same thing. I ordered a t-shirt once for a friend and they just 100% sent the wrong size. Instead of a medium men's, they sent a smaller medium women's. So it was just wrong. Yeah. And I emailed them back and I said, this happened. And they said, oh, okay, don't worry about it. You keep that shirt because I think shipping would have cost more than the shirt. Mm -hmm. We'll send you another one. So basically... Gwen got a free Mega Man shirt out of the deal. Ooh, <laughs> and that's sweet. Christmas Mega Man shirt, like a fake, bad, oh. ugly sweater kind of thing. Is she wearing it yet? Because you uh, got yeah, to get that's almost a again. She like. got a lot of cool nurtures <laughs> for the Christmas season. It's the same at uh, the Mayfair here. We have a couple new candy bar kids. And somebody came off the street recently just to buy popcorn and leave. And then I saw them come back and they nicely said, Oh, I think you gave me a kid size, but I wanted a small size. And then I saw them leave with both. And I walked back into the candy bar and I went, you made the right move. Because in that case, we can't do anything with that kid size that you gave them by mistake. Give them the extra bag of popcorn. There you go. And they get a free bag of popcorn and we get a nice story that they'll tell of, hey, Mayfair just said our mistake. Because can you imagine if they went in and, and she was like, no. Man. You said kids. Screw you. Yeah, if it was me, I, I'm so hardened. I would have just poured the kids into the small bag and topped it up and been like, yeah. there you go. And yeah. be like, yeah. well, I guess technically this is fun. The customer is not always right. And I say that because we have seen, especially during these last months and year and a half, two years of customers going into a place and yelling at people and throwing things and whatever. So that's not right. But nice customers, it's easy to be nice back. We always have these happenings of, just stuff that wouldn't happen at a multiplex where say the trailers were playing and I really had to go to the bathroom. And so I run to the bathroom and come back. And in that time, someone who was a bit late came in and there was nobody in the box office. So I've been in the situation twice, I think, where someone comes back out and went, oh, there was no one in the box office. So I just walked in, but I owe you guys ticket money. So they totally could have gotten away with a free movie. Mm -hmm. But that's the attitude of our lovely patrons versus walmart or whatever yeah and it's uh you know i've never really had i've had it the opposite where i've been that person showing up late and then i'm about to go in because i'm just like ah it's fine i'll talk to whoever after and then i see andrew burst out of the office <laughs> and like crane his head around the corner i'm just like it's, it's just me it's, it's just me. me even though we trust everyone and it's all good there's definitely that fear where you hear the door or the curtain or something and you're like yeah. oh my god oh my god what's happened lately a couple of times and i'm trying to sherlock holmes this is twice now I have found an extra large Panago pizza box left in the recycle bin in the cinema. Okay. Extra large too. Like (laughs) it's the biggest pizza box you've ever seen. It's comically large. And so I'm thinking, I hope it's not somebody sneaking in, but maybe it's somebody who like they bought their tickets and then one person left. And then when it's a little busy, they go past the crowd or you can't hold a pizza box sideways not an extra large especially like i don't know i'm very confused and we would see it if they just walked yeah. in well and lee got panago for the people yesterday but that was like i made yeah, sure to throw out the boxes because i even thought about that i was like i don't want to throw out these boxes in the cinema because then someone might see that in the cinema and be like oh someone else snuck in pizza i'm gonna sneak right, in pizza right, right which is way overthinking everything but still yeah, because like every once in a while you'll see a McDonald's bag or something, and you're like, okay, well, that jerk can hide a McDonald's bag under their coat, you know, yeah. a burger and fries. But I want to set up a camera, like trying to catch raccoons stealing from a store or something. But where's this extra large pizza box coming it from? It shouldn't be hard to see either. Like, if you, you could skim through the footage and see someone with a giant box, <laughs> yeah. like, geez. Just with the most ridiculously large hoodie on, pushing out 
a foot, the shape of a square, yeah. and they're just walking in. That's brutal. I mean, pregnant I've, with I, pizza. I've brought in a, a personal size and destroyed it in about two minutes. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. I, I mean, don't, don't you guys do that? Don't but do that. For me, that one time it was okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's the Mayfair mystery now. There's a ghost eating extra large pizzas. Good when choice. We're not looking. Good choice, though. Panago. Yeah. Okay, let us chat about our three movies screening the weekend of Friday, December third. Let's go with the retro movie first. All right. We've got wrapping up our Clint Eastwood Film Festival mm. is what many people say is the greatest Western of all time. The multiple Oscar winning Unforgiven. Not Paint Your Wagon like I thought you were going to say. I've never seen Paint Your Wagon. <laughs> Neither have I. I remember they made fun of that on The Simpsons, yeah. and then I found out it was a real thing. Sad, but true. And my dad's definitely seen it because he sort of grumbled. So I know it's bad, but Unforgiven, though. Probably the opposite of that movie, I would say. Yeah, and if John Wayne had been alive, he'd be furious about this movie because it just shows the West as not a sunshine and rainbows place with really grim and gritty and revenge filled and the horrors of violence and all that stuff yeah and, and i've heard it's aged even better you know like it's just still just considered such a poetic yeah. a piece of art really like more than just a movie and what's crazy to think is in 1992 clint eastwood was playing the old man yeah it is now 2021 and he's still making movies as an older man man yeah like the oldest man i guess <laughs> yeah. at this point I think that's hilarious that this was his big, oh, this might be his retirement. And almost 30 years later, he's still acting and directing movies a lot, yeah. like one a year. No, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, and I don't know the last time we played this. I don't know if we played it in our run. If we did, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But Marcus was saying that he tested it out and he said it looks great. And it's really dark, but in the sense that they purposely filmed if it's nighttime back then, there's not a big spotlight on. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's candlelit. It's very yeah. quaint in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so this screening, we have, have it for four nights. Okay. The first two nights is a 35-millimeter print. That does not happen very often. No. So that's a fun thing. If you're a film enthusiast, if you're a 35-millimeter nerd, come out and see that. Then the conclusion of our festival on the ninth is a collective arts smoke shack movie Whoa. night. So we'll have booze and some snack from the smoke shack. Uh, usually it's like a burger or a slider mm. or something like that. So three out of the four nights are a special event. So you got to come to one of those. <laughs> the fourth but night is just a total write-off. One of the other <laughs> nights. Hey, come on, you got, you're going to make it feel bad if you yeah. don't come on the normal night. I, well, it sounds to me like if any real fan needs to come on at least two of those nights. Because yeah. you, you miss the 35mm. I mean, come on. You're going to want to see both. But then you're going to be like, oh, how's that digital restoration look? Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it. if you're a nerd, you got to come on the two nights to compare and contrast. Yeah. And get a beer if you're a drinker. Yeah, of course. And, and if not, maybe get yourself a snack. Yeah. But yeah, so I think it's neat that we have like kind of doubled down on the special event of our Unforgiven booking. And well, is that the first Collective Arts one since we've been back? Or uh, No, they second? did one of the horror films, yeah. Exorcist, maybe? Yes, yeah. yes. I thought there was another one. Okay. And they'll be back again. They've already asked us, are you guys doing the Oscars? So they'll be oh, back right. for Oscar night in a few months. So Damn. Yeah. Those are the best. Then two new films. Very happy that we were able to book Edgar Wright's latest, Man. Last Night in Soho. Holy hell, like this. So I will admit that I did see this. How dare you? But not here, so I didn't really see it in a way. Yeah. I don't want to exaggerate, but I think this is a movie of the year for me. I'll preface that by saying, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, 60s British music and, like, culture and all that, you know. So, and I'm, clearly so is Edgar Wright. I mean, like, it's oh, yeah. basically a love letter to that. But 
just the directing is absurd the soundtrack is insane unless you hate 60s pop music i guess but just i don't know it's just funny for someone like edgar Wright, who has to me so many classics already under his belt even then he still continues to surprise and just and this is i mean this has been done for some time i guess like i think it sat for i think so yes because of the pandemic but oh my god absolutely come to see this because it just baby driver i know a lot of people love kind of i enjoyed it but i didn't love love it but this one from the opening frame i was like oh my god this is this is a masterpiece i'm pretty sure i'm gonna love it and i like edgar Wright because the cornado trilogy even in itself is very different. Mm -hmm. It's science fiction, it's a cop movie, and it's a a zombie movie. So Mm -hmm. three very different types with all the same actors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then Baby Driver's a musical crime movie. And then this is a old school, almost giallo, but sci-fi also. And mystery as well. Mystery, yeah. Yeah. And then he did a documentary and Scott Pilgrim, which is like a very loyal comic book adaptation and video game movies. So just, right. just all different stuff. It's not like he's doing the same movie over and over again. And he is just such a lovely, pleasant film nerd of a guy. Mm-hmm. And the posters are just... Oh, these yeah. painted posters are great. And it's one of these movies that, admittedly, I had no problem finding a bunch of five-star reviews for. Oh, yeah. But interestingly, there's also some one-stars in there. Huh. But I think it's one of those movies where it's really swinging for the fences, and a couple critics are just grumpy old men who are like man i don't like this man that's that's interesting because usually i could understand where i'll be like oh yeah i see but it's just there's so many things to cling on to in the movie that i can't really see how you could one star it like even if you were just visually appreciating it or yeah sound design or acting like the acting is just i mean terrence stamps in it come on like i mean and he's like an afterthought almost in it compared to the rest of the cast and we saw the trailer gwen and i came to see african queen on the weekend which mm-hmm. was amazing and I think she kind of perked up because I don't think she realized that a Doctor Who was in it. And so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, you'll, you'll like it for sure, but it's just, I mean, yeah. It's nice to still be blown away by a movie, which sounds like a weird yeah. thing to say, but. Anytime somebody says there's nothing good out, I'm like, you're not trying at all. No. You're, there's so much good out there. Someone was like, oh, you know, pretty bad year for horror this year. I'm just like, I could name you like 15 that I really right. enjoyed right off the top of my head. So then our third and final movie this week is Spencer, the Mm. Princess Di biopic starring Kirsten Stewart, who I really love. Yeah. And it's a a Christmas movie, so that's kind of cool. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it takes place right around, (laughs) bad for Princess Di, because it's Mm. not a happy time in her life, but it takes place during the Christmas season around the palace. I saw the trailer, and it was like Christmas trees and everything, so... It's strangely a Christmas movie in our Christmas mini film festival. It's apparently a career-defining role for her. Oh, my God. Can you imagine going back? When was the first Twilight movie? Was it, God, was it 15 years ago? I'm usually pretty good at this. It's like 2000-something. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question because it must be like... 2000 like they did four seven or eight or yeah. something like i mean because it was after it's after 2005 i know for sure but must be before 2010 but imagine going back to say it's 2007 and saying the two stars of this campy <laughs> pulpy soap opera vampire movie literary adaptation you literary mean. adaptation <laughs> highbrow literary adaptation are going to go on to be amazing independent film stars and in the year 2021 one of them is in a movie that will likely garner her an Oscar nomination, if not win. I've mm-hmm. heard from a number of critics. Yeah. And the other guy is just did 
crazy stuff like the lighthouse and is gearing up to be our new batman yeah yeah lighthouse good time and batman is like quite a triple bill (laughs) yeah it would people would be like you're crazy that's not gonna happen by the way it was 2008 2008 okay that was pretty bang on i think we pulled that off no that it's it's pretty insane but it's also so gratifying to be able to see them not fail after so many detractors for god like a decade at least you know and chris and stewart i loved runaways the mm-hmm. biopic about the runaways yes. and she did a sci-fi horror film oh, underwater yeah underwater yeah i thought that was great mm-hmm. and i like that they're both doing good time was amazing mm-hmm. lighthouse is not the kind of movie that you're like hey everybody it's christmas let's get <laughs> together and watch lighthouse again but just was mind-bending. Very, yeah. I like that they're doing that and that they haven't been typecast because they're just actors. And good for them that they got this Twilight gig. They probably made a nice pocket full of money and oh, yeah. got them in, into the spotlight. And now they get to do these kind of movies. And Robert Pattinson doing Batman is great because I bet you in between what will likely be a trilogy, he'll do some more weird lighthouse movies in between those. Oh, definitely. And you see it. You see Kirsten Stewart on a talk show... And you don't think Princess Di. No. Like, she does not look like Princess Di. And then in the trailer, again, which I saw last weekend in front of African Queen, I don't think they put a fake nose on her. I don't think they put fake cheekbones on her. I think it's just acting. Boy, does she look like Princess Di. (laughs) And I think it's just her acting, you know? And it doesn't seem like parody. It doesn't seem like caricature. Mm Mm-hmm. But she has gotten that down. That's such a great pull quote for the poster. (laughs) Boy, does she look like Princess Diana, (laughs) the Josh Times. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's incredible. Was the movie good or bad? She looks like Princess Diana. (laughs) From the trailer, I can appreciate that she looks like what she looks like. (laughs) That's our three movies this week. So I'm not sure if I'll come see Unforgiven just because of time constraints, but I might actually double bill spencer and soho that's a crazy triple well i keep saying triple bill but the three movies this week those are yeah i haven't seen uh spencer but it's like those are essentially three classics maybe and, and i love again to extol the virtues of the mayfair say if you're only going to one this week and depending on your taste in film you like modern historical drama got it you like a crazy giallo mystery kind of almost <laughs> cult film say we got it or you like a big Oscar-winning epic? We mm-hmm. got it. A little something for everybody. Yeah, you like to drink and eat at a movie? We <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> and so if you look at the schedule and you see that I think it's Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, there's no matinees. Mm. That's why. is because we've got the church in. We've got a film shoot in. We've got a birthday party rental in. We've got a Christmas party rental in. So that's why we're eating up all that time. But we still get to book three awesome movies. And those rentals are great for the Mayfair bank account. Mm-hmm. And they're all pretty long movies, I think, too. Like, I mean, yeah. last night it's always two hours or just under two hours. Well, that happened last week where two or three Saturday Night Cinema enthusiasts were like, <laughs> where's Saturday Night Cinema? I didn't even notice. That's the yeah. sad part. I was like, I usually have it in my calendar and I did. But I, until someone mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, huh. I didn't uh, even notice that. And basically what happened is. We'll backpedal. We'll have another one soon. Yeah. But just every once in a while that has happened over the years where traditionally it's the last weekend of the month. But last weekend, the day started with a 10 a.m. double bill screening of Polar Express and (laughs) ended with a 9.30 screening of Outlaw Josie Wales, which I think is over two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. So that would mean the movie is over with trailers, say, at 12.15. And then you want half an hour to clear people out and clean and do all that stuff. So we just... 
we can't have a movie starting at 12.45 in the morning. We just can't, you no, know? it's way too much. So we'll have other stuff coming up soon. We'll have some fun cinema stuff in January or mm-hmm. something, but don't worry. We've done it before where we've had a couple cinemas in a month, so maybe we'll do that. I'm going to suggest maybe, I don't know, if people don't think this is crazy, maybe not be locked to the last Saturday in the month. Mm-hmm. Maybe have it roaming a bit, and then we could schedule accordingly and be like, oh, the 845 movie is only 90 minutes long. We can have a cinema then, and it can start at 11 p.m. a little bit earlier. Just So I'm going to maybe see if that might be something that people don't think is crazy. Good for people catching buses afterwards as well. That too. Yeah, for sure. Eh, don't worry. We'll have more cool stuff. We'll figure it out. As long as it's not gone forever, uh, we, don't, we don't care. Right? Yeah, it'll be back. <laughs> So uh, we'll wrap things up for this week. Eric has to run and go get his eyeballs yeah, I'm blasted. Getting, getting an eye needle, so uh, that's, that's going to be fun. Ooh, eye needle. Yeah, I can't oh. come to see a movie today because of the eye needles. <laughs> because of the eye needles. Yeah, yeah. But and it, I didn't even put two and two together because I've never had eye needles, where you told me this last week, and I stopped in my tracks uh, and was like, wait, do you see the needle coming at you? It's like, yeah, it's like that scene in Zombie where, you know, she's getting pulled towards the wooden wow. spike. It's just like that. It's just like that. No, they give you like 20 eye drops so you can't <laughs> see anything. It's, it still sucks, though. Yeah, that's your day. Yeah, yeah, it's not It's not really all that great. So thanks for listening. Pray for Eric and his eyeballs. Yeah, this is all I have left. You can tune in to MayfairTheater.ca and all the social media stuff where we will have up to the second updates of coming soon stuff i'm gonna go home and do the poster and social media stuff for benedetta the new controversial paul verhoeven movie damn from the director of showgirls and robocop and robocop happy hanukkah and we'll be back next week with another holiday themed edition of the mayfair theater podcast shana tova yeah that word happy new year (laughs) (laughs) thanks everybody bye bye Maybe if I give the doctor enough popcorn, they won't give me the eye needle? <laughs> Is that with two bags? How do I negotiate this? How about being my partner? You're gonna kill a couple of no good cowboys. For what? For cutting up a lady. It was a time when lawmen were killers. Outlaws were heroes. So you still have that Spencer rifle, huh? And a bad reputation. I've always been lucky when it comes to killing folks. Was as good as gold. Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, Richard Harris. Unforgiven. Rated R. Starts Friday, August 7th.